Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, guys, it's Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And this is episode 11. Whoa. We're getting closer to heaven. Episode 11. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, we had a great interview this episode. Yes. So this is going to be us talking for a little bit of a truncated time so that we can get to the like super juicy interview that we Yeah. And we actually have a two part interview. So it's a friend of ours, Crystal, uh, specifically a friend of, of Corinne's, but, um, new friend of mine. And she's telling us about her pregnancy journey. And so, um, we had a great conversation, and it was long enough that we're splitting it up into two episodes. So, yeah. and she's awesome. She has she's an acupuncturist and um, just a very knowledgeable person about life. I feel totally. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we will just chat for a few minutes, and then we will leave the rest of the show to Mikey and Rinstay in interviewing. Yeah. Well, you really, she really owns it. She loves that the punny side of our of our show. I love the puns. I think they're great. Um, what's new with you? How you doing? You know, I'm good. I'm going. Um, I'm going back to Colorado Springs tonight. Actually, I'm doing like a midnight flight to Colorado Springs to go to my 20th high school reunion. Yes, you are. I have a hard time saying 20th high school reunion, and I don't think it's because it's a hard word to say. I think it's just I have a mental block around that. It's been. <laughs> 20 fucking years since I graduated from high school. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be cool people. It's like, I think we have 850, I have no idea, 800-ish students that we graduated with. And I think 45 or something like that have now RSVP'd. So we're showing up. Yeah. I know my high school reunion last year, we graduated with 100 and, I don't know, maybe 20. And there was, I don't know, a solid what 40 people yeah it was it was good yeah yeah it was really good i mean percentage wise you guys are gonna crush us crush yeah right. i don't know ours is that like an old chicago uh pizza amazing right which is amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean at the end of the day like it could it could be at a worse place for because like old chicago is also known for like having great beer and um mm. i don't know is it <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> Hey, want to go have a great beer? Yeah, I'll meet you at Old Chicago. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they have this, like, I think it's, like, a beer passport or something like that where you like, can drink 100 beers from around the world. And I don't know. They have, like, at least a decent thing. But it's, like, not near my – I don't know. I don't really know what reunions are all about. Like, it's not near our high school. Mm-hmm. It's not – uh, like, I don't know that you're supposed to, like, go to your high school for you, your reunion. Oh, no, no, no. No, no but don't. still, it feels like you should be, like, I don't know, near it or something? Yeah, or like, I mean, we were, you know, we went to Solvay. Yeah, to, that's true, yeah. You know, the, the t- little town to right. go to the bar that was right down the street from yeah. the high school. So that sort of made sense. Yeah, in case you want to, like, TP the, the, ho- the high school course. or something. I was yeah, definitely go make out in, in the football Ex- Stadium, yeah, sure. You guys have we definitely didn't have a stadium. Yeah, but. I know we didn't. We don't either. But um, but anyway, so it's just kind of weird. But it's gonna be fun, and yeah. it's like a good group of of uh, my close friends that are going. So that'll be cool. And yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, summer is great. I mean, it's like it's 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 already feeling like it's late in the summer, which is like yeah. makes me feel crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I've just been. I don't know. We're you know we're tr- we're t- trying for the baby. Yeah. I'll let you talk about this more, but I mean, there's been some kind of like just odd things happening or whatever. And it's, um, I don't know. It's just all part of our, our journey and it's, but it's something, you know, it's. Yeah. 
I know I've felt particularly stressed these past couple weeks. I've had a, you know, I had a couple of periods, so a couple cycles after the miscarriage. And then this one was really long. Like yeah, like really 42 long. 42 days. Yeah. And so obviously I thought I was pregnant. <laughs> right, so, yeah. Um. So I was really excited and then not excited. I think I took three different pregnancy tests because mm-hmm. I was like, uh, maybe I'm just testing too early. Uh, maybe I didn't piss on the stick right. I don't know. Um, and, and we get those ones that are like, it's got the little screen on it. And so it's like pregnant, pregnant, not, not pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Cause like not going <laughs> to fuck with the lines. Where it's, is that a line? Oh, that's a line. No, that's three lines. Is it four lines? Oh my gosh. I don't know. It's supposed to be two and a half to unicorn. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I am really, uh, trying to sink into gratitude right now. Cause I yeah, feel that's really cool. happy that I got my period. I started, Actually, maybe we'll do this in a in a later show. I'll talk a little bit about seed cycling. Oh. Because um, I started to do that again, which is something I did maybe, oh, I don't know, almost 10 years ago when hmm. my periods were getting a little wonky. And it's a really, so essentially it's just eating different um, seeds like pumpkin seeds, flax seeds during different points of your cycle to help with either estrogen or progesterone. So maybe we'll do a little, I'll do a little pro tip segment on that. Yeah, I don't, I I must admit, I've lived with you all through all of that. And I don't remember. Remember I had the little, I I remember the chart. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't remember that it was called seed cycling though. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's awesome. There's not, there's not any research behind it, but it's one of those things where. Well, like. We all know. Alternative (laughs) medicine and acupuncture, it's all bullshit. Exactly. We've just had some like kind of doctory people in our life lately that have been like, well, it sounds interesting, but I can't believe it if there's no peer reviewed studies and stuff. Right. And it's like while their child is getting healed through acupuncture or like their wife or daughter or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, what? Fuck off. I know it's a little frustrating. Um, this is one of those things that you can totally add in and there's no, unless you're allergic to the seeds, I suppose. There's oh, yeah. no, no downside. So, um, yeah, so I started doing that again and that's not to say that that's why I got my period, but I think I was just like, Hey, I know things that I can do to help regulate my cycle. A, decrease your fucking stress Yeah. <laughs> and stop stressing about getting your period and am I pregnant? And, um, and so, you know, I did a couple of nighttime meditations, yeah. started the seed cycling and just thought like, I have this really well, amazing body that's going to menstruate again. Like it's yeah. just going to happen. And this yeah. one was maybe a one-off. I'm actually going to see, um, the doc on Monday just to kind of check in. But, um, but yeah, so that was a little disconcerting and then. Um, like this whole journey has been, it's sort of held up a little bit of a mirror for me and just mm. said, um, hey. <laughs> yeah. What do you need right now? What do you need? How can you take care of yourself right now? I know. I think that's a great thing. And it's, yeah. and it's, we, and we're, we are both really good at taking care of each other, mm. which I think is really unique. And I think not, it doesn't always happen in relationships, but, um, I wish it did for more people. Um, but I think that both of us are kind of uniquely um, challenged at being really helpful to ourselves. Mm. You're better than I am about it. But I think that there's, you know, it's it's important to be like, it's not selfish to take care of yourself. 
Right. It, and right. I think the word selfish should be redefined on some level. I, like selfish. Well, if you're not selfish, if you're not like looking after yourself, then how are you going to look after anybody else? And so I think yeah. that I, we've both been kind of taking like I've been like waking up kind of a little bit earlier than I normally do with kind of busy brain. And I've just been getting out and going exercising and starting to cook breakfast, or kind of starting my day. And I think it's just been like much better for me, you yeah. know, and those are things that I haven't always considered. I've always just kind of been like, you know, you just got to sort it out. And that's not a good way of looking at life. Mm -mm. So mm -mm. you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. And life does have a way of just handing you on a little platter. Um, the stuff that <laughs> you do have to deal with or cope with. Sure. Or, yeah. Figure out what your way of navigating through that is. Cause it's, yeah. you know, yeah, you can sort of stuff it down for a little while, but that shit is fucking buoyant. So oh, it yeah. just <laughs> comes right back up. Yeah. You can tie all the cinder blocks to it. Mafia Definitely. style that you want, but yeah. it's, it's popping back up. Yeah. Yeah. The police boat is going to find it in the movie. <laughs> I know we've, but we've been good. We've been like, I mean, we've been um, doing some kind of fun summer boy stuff. Like we've been, you know, we visited our friend's new brewery. Yeah. We've, camping. Uh, I'm going camping again this weekend yeah, with a really good friend and former employer. That's hey, awesome. Ellie. Hey. Uh, we're watching yeah. some good shows. Yeah. There's this awesome show. And this will, if you watch this show and know who we are, or at least just listen to our show, um, you'll know why we love this show. And it's called, I don't know if it's pronounced penis <laughs> or if it's pen 15, yeah. but it's on Hulu and it's like a lonely Island, like Andy Samberg and those guys. But um, it's about these two girls <laughs> and they're like in seventh grade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're like seventh graders. They're 13 or whatever, but it's adult. They're adult actors. Only them. Only them. And their parents are the adult actors. Yeah. And all then the it's other all... characters are kids. Yeah. So like each of them, they have like crushes on kids and the, these are like other thir like they're 13 year olds that are the other actors wow it's, it's a brilliant so awesome. show these women are really really dynamically funny when what i love about it is that it's a uh, it's all you know the, the two main stars are women and they're weird yes and they're totally. like, like truly weird yeah. and it's like allowed to be weird yeah um in a way that i don't think that a lot of women and female comedians are really allowed to and That's it's true. super cool yeah 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 great show definitely great show. watch it yep um, what do you think? Should we roll out? I know. I think it's probably a good idea. Crystal Cruise. Crystal Cruise. She's, um, she's a gem. I think you guys are going to really dig this this uh, next couple of episodes. She really um, just spoke with such clarity on yeah. her decision making with, with pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like... Um, I don't know. It's nice to have a voice like that. You know, you could tell that she she just had such clarity with each of her pregnancies and um, really was decisive. But then also, you know, I think that there were some tender moments where she did. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of difficult things that came up. Yeah. And, uh, oh, my gosh. Totally. So, well, yeah. And what we'll, what we'll probably do is um, at the beginning of the next episode, we'll talk about this episode. Yeah. Like we won't have something at the end of this episode. So it'll be our interview and then it'll be the next episode next week. And we'll talk about this one and kind of uh, so forth. Yeah. So on and so forth. We'll talk about if Mikey fell down the stairs and peed his pants at his oh. uh, high school, 20 year high school reunion. Because that's what I did at my <laughs> 10th. <laughs> my parents. Yeah. I got a little too intoxicated, 
got back to my parents' house, and they have kind of one of those old houses that has like the one stairway that goes up and then a landing and then up again. And I got to the, t- I think the tippy top of the stairs and just went, and I like fell down the stairs and then wet my pants. So um, I think, I think I'm going to do better this year. Not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you make that a goal? Okay, great. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe and like and leave us comments. Yeah, that'd be really awesome. Yeah. Um, we're so happy that you're listening. We hope that you're finding this fun and funny and useful and sad and great. Yeah. And- I know this is one of the hard things like I've been trying to figure out where to uh, like the, our podcast host keeps like asking us like, what category are you sure you're in the right category not because it's like whatever but it's like is this a comedy show is it health and wellness is it pregnancy i don't i like that it's all of the things yeah uh let's eat at mikeyandrinstayin.com email us what you think this show is (laughs) yeah email us your thoughts or you can leave us your thoughts in comments um yeah the the other thing yeah we've been kind of like i would love to see comments from from people and um you know, if you comment on a, uh, on stuff, then also bounce us an email and just let us know who you are. And like, we just, we'd love to know like who's actually listening because we don't have a sense of that. Yeah. So um, anyway, you want to reach out to us, you can even like comment on, um, you know, uh, on Instagram posts. It's Mikey and Rin stay in Instagram, Mikey and Rin stay in on Facebook as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just leave us, leave us some notes about what you're thinking about, why you listen. Um, it'll also, interested. it'll help sort of chart our course too, because this is a, little mom and pop shop operation. <laughs> and so, um, the aspire, so, aspiring mom and pop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nailed it. Um, so you really can have a, a big impact, you know, yeah. obviously it's going to be us that's reading through everything and us that's thinking through everything. So, um, if there's, if you have an idea or if you have a thought in, you know, the way that the show could go, yeah. or an idea of something that you'd like for us to cover, please, please, please let us know. Totally. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, without any further ado. Yes. Mrs. The Latina Filipina. Yes. Crystal Cruz. Yes. Here we go. Hey, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin Stay In. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And this is another episode of Mikey and Rin Stay In Interviewing. There it is again. Great joke. It's awesome. It's, it's super funny. It's so good. Yeah. So we're here with our <laughs> new friend, Crystal. Hi, Crystal. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm great. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited. We're so happy to have you. Um, Just a little background. So Crystal and I met at a pediatric acupuncture training in Boulder, Colorado. And um, she was just this glowing beacon of light with a little more hair at that point. And then she like (laughs) very badassedly shaved her head and she's got this perfect nugget dome that we were just admiring. Yes, Yes, Yes. girl. Um, No, shaved head crew can just... Yes. I I had to shave. God shaved my head. I was actually debating on on actually shaving. I'm like, I've gone this far. I wonder how would that be? Right. That might be next. (laughs) Um, and so I'm going to, Crystal, why don't you just give us some background on yourself? Um, tell us a little bit about where you're from, what you're doing in life. Um, yeah, give us some Crystal. Great. And guide me if there's questions you guys have. Okay. Great. Perfect. So I'm Crystal Cruz. I am an acupuncturist and I am 38 years old. I'm married 
I'm currently pregnant, five Yay! months pregnant. <laughs> this is my third pregnancy. This is the furthest I've come in a pregnancy, so it's very exciting. Mm. And um, I don't know if I said I'm born and raised in L.A., and I've lived here my whole life, and I love it here. Um, we're going through a bit of a heat wave, so I'm kind of <laughs> overly hot. It's like 95 degrees near the oh, beach right now, wow. which is very unusual. So yeah, there's yeah. a little glow that's more like sweaty, not necessarily <laughs> blush. <laughs> Us Portlanders are like 95. Oh, man. I know it gets to yes. like 75 here and people are like, get me in the river. Oh, my God, I'm on fire. <laughs> yeah, my happy temperature is 75, nothing lower. And like Amen. 270 and 80, 75 and 80 is perfect. So mm-hmm. I'm way out of my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> so and tell so, us um so you're currently pregnant five months and you said yep. that this is your third pregnancy yep. and the furthest along that you've been yes. yeah yes. um how's that so been? I can kind of how's that uh, it's been it's been pretty amazing I mean I I keep thinking to myself oh wow that's a belly like yeah. that's my belly that's I'm pregnant and because I've been through so many different experiences, which I'll talk about. Mm. It's um, surreal, really. Mm. It's, it's just like, oh, wow, I, I keep going. This one keeps going. Great. Yeah. So I really try to think positive and I really feel positive, which has been great. And I've been fortunate to have a lot of positive support around me, mm. which makes everything easier, mm. really. Yeah. Supportive family, supportive friends. Um make a world of difference yeah yeah so i'm very totally. grateful for that yeah and and that also played into the losses that i've had so mm. i guess i'll just jump right into my first loss yeah which yeah, please um was in 2016 and i was let's see i went through the regular testing blood testing ultrasound and i went I wanted to be in a hospital, mm-hmm. but I wanted a midwife. Mm-hmm. So I chose a hospital out here that is very reputable. And my first ultrasound seemed very strange to me, but I thought, well, maybe my midwife would know. Mm. Strange how? She, she, strange in the sense that the, 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 the imaging the baby had like this fluid in its neck. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Like that does not look normal, but I... I figured if my midwife knows her stuff, she would acknowledge that. And so I thought, oh, you know, that might just be the developing stages of a baby. Mm. And that either goes away or that's kind of normal. So Mm. didn't say anything. I did my blood work a week later. She's like, oh, we've got some problems. Mm. (laughs) And so at this point, I'm like 10, 11 weeks. And I... Um, she said, and I didn't want to know the sex and I don't know the sex of this baby either. Mm. So it, everything was, I wanted to be a surprise. And she goes, yeah. well, first of all, you're having a girl. And I'm like, well, thanks. Right. Sucks. Yeah. Right. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. And so, um, and she said, and you know, there's a possibility that your test is a false positive, but I need you to come in to do, a. uh, some strep B testing. So you, if you do a CVS, chorionic villi sample, because I was too early on to do an amio. Mm. 
So she said, come in, you got to do that. And then you got to have to go see a genetic counselor and a ultrasound specialist. So I go in and I'm like, at this point, I've researched. So she says, you tested positive for monosomy X, which is Turner syndrome. And I had never heard of that. Like, what yeah, is that? Not. I've heard of Down syndrome. I had never. So basically, this only affects girls, which is why mm. she said, you're having a girl and this is what's going on. Mm. Okay. So I thought, okay, well, uh, by the time I went into the office, which was, I, I don't know if it was the same, same day or next morning. I think it was the same day. I was obviously devastated, but also... I was sort of almost set in what I wanted to do based mm. on the information I learned through the hours of research of videos and reading and YouTube, yeah. just everything that mm. I could inundate myself in this compressed amount of time. So the, the probability of me getting a uh, miss having a miscarriage was almost a hundred percent. She said, Oh, wow. it's, it's, wow. it's almost inevitable. Okay. And at this point, I'm in my first trimester. And I'm like, that's a long way to go. And I don't know when that could possibly happen. And right. I can't imagine having a stillborn. That would be, Oof. first of all, every loss is, a de- is devastating, but not going all the way. And at that point, I hadn't felt any movement. And so there was just like, I was pregnant, but I wasn't so, I couldn't feel that I was pregnant right. aside from the hormones right. and everything changing in my body. Right. Yeah. And right. so, and I didn't look pregnant. So that's also hard when you're going through all of this and you don't look pregnant, but you are pregnant. And mm. then you're having to kind of make these decisions and you're just like, but I didn't even get more pregnant. And so, right. Yeah. Right. Right. so that was that, that there were a lot of just mixed emotions, but mm. anyway, so I learned about Turner syndrome and I thought, what, what, okay. are, what are the basics of Turner syndrome? So Turner syndrome um, only affects girls yeah. and um, incre- you may have a high risk of having a miscarriage. And if you don't, you have a higher probability of a stillborn. Mm. And if you don't have that, you basically um, have a baby that could be born with heart problems that your, your daughter would need um, a heart surgery or multiple, multiple heart surgeries mm. within like the first days of her life. Wow. And if that doesn't happen, the she's probably there are a few cases where Turner syndrome women have been able to conceive, but it is very unlikely. Mm. Not sure if it's rare, but definitely not something that happens often. Mm. Okay. So I just thought to myself, hmm, miscarriage, that sucks. Stillborn if that's that sucks. Heart yeah. problems, that sucks. Um and also I was thinking about what that would do in my marriage, like how that would mm. affect, first of all, my health, also my marriage, because you're already starting off at a disadvantage um, in the sense of like having an unhealthy baby, right. mm. assuming any of these things happened, right? right? I'm sure there are cases where, uh, and, and typically um, a, a Turner woman ha- has um, uh, like thick, thicker neck mm. and, oh. like, um, wow. and they tend to be um, smaller hmm. uh, in stature. So I just thought, okay, that's a lot to process. Yeah, and sure. fortunately having insurance, having access to genetic testing, mm. um, 
we, my husband and I d- decided that uh, I would have an abortion. Okay. And um, now that was a whole other experience. Mm. A whole other experience that I had no clue what was coming. So I go to the 3D doc, the ultrasound doctor. He confirms. He's like, yep, see the neck. And I'm like, I knew it. I saw that in my first ultrasound. Yeah. I'm badass and I didn't even know it. I'm like, <laughs> How often have I seen ultrasounds? But something looked strange. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, yeah, that was that. I'm surprised I didn't get caught. And I'm like, whatever the case um, unfortunately I was right. And mm. he said, you can go do the CVS, which they inject a, um, needle vaginally, um, Ooh. to te- t- basically extract a sample of the either, um, amniotic fluid, basically something to test so they can triple confirm that this is uh... indeed Turner syndrome. Okay. And okay. I said, well, First of all, what's the risk? And they're like, oh, it's very slight, but, you know, you could um, have some problems. And also, you have to wait some time, like a week or two weeks. And I'm like, well, that's a long time. If I already know, I want to have, a, I want to terminate. So totally, I that, that was a no-brainer for me as well. But um, so I go to the doctor, he confirms, and he's like, well, you can also test at termination, the baby. Oh, so okay. that's a third way to confirm but I'm like, I re- at that point, it's already done with. But it was right. sure. Let's test. Let's test then and there. I don't want to have to wait. And so he hands it on the way out. He says, you know, I'm sorry that you're going through this. And I here's a pamphlet for a the therapist that deals with baby loss. And mm-hmm. here's some number. Oh, I'll call you with some numbers for setting up an abortion. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, oh wow. That's, that's a lot to handle. And this, this is just a week ago. I had my first ultrasound. This right. is a lot going on. Right. Really. Right. A lot, to, a lot to process. Really no processing actually is a lot of it is just here's information. What are you going to do about it? What's your next step? What's your next step? It's all so compressed. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm. So there wasn't really any thinking so much. It was just like, okay, what does my heart say? What do we as a mm. couple, do, what do we want to do? What's best for us? us right not best for everyone best for me and my husband because yeah. right right um there is no best for everyone it's yeah. just best for you yeah. <laughs> right had you had you told anyone that you were pregnant yet was there any sort yes. of like fa- oh so was there family input yes so uh-huh. one of the things that i had decided was to tell everyone that i was pregnant cuz yeah. my idea was i want support Whatever the case, yeah. I also, like that idea. also not ever thinking that I would actually have a loss, right? It's just like yeah. you know, you, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it happens, sure. But I really thought by sharing with people that I loved and that loved me, first, it's very exciting. Totally. Two, the first three months, you are going through so much. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you don't look like you're going through so much. So you really <laughs> need a lot of understanding. Yeah. You need a lot of support. You uh. need, like, just love on top of love. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. That's great. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell. And my husband was like, oh, that's a good idea. But then he got excited. So he was telling everyone. So we, it just got out of control. Mm. We were like, 
talking to the walls, telling the walls <laughs> I was expecting a baby. And um, so I had told everyone. And Dang. the only thing that I would do different is I am very close to my family, both sides of my family. And I, I literally called like each one of them and wow. told them. Yeah. That was intense. I felt, yeah. oh, it's kind of weird if I just send a text like, no longer pregnant. Right. And so oh, in yeah. my head, it sounded right. So okay. in that interim of like um, basically going to the doctor and getting those results and then me going to uh, um, uh, deciding to have a, um, an abortion, I was like, okay, I'm just going to call everyone mm. and then I'll make my appointments. And that was hard. Wow. Yeah, really sure. But very therapeutic. You were saying that uh, something you would have done differently. How would you have done that differently? I uh, so well with the next pregnancies, I didn't okay. tell right away. Gotcha. Uh, with the second with the second pregnancy, I did. I okay. still didn't learn my lesson. <laughs> and the third one, I I waited till like four months. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. Anybody? Mm. Yeah, huh? yeah. Anybody? I didn't tell anybody. I Not know. because. I was afraid of loss. I just wanted to guard this special time mm. and for myself and my husband and yeah. really just be in it. So if anything did happen, I would still mention and tell people that I had a loss, but I really wanted to just be in it. And I feel sometimes the best way to be in it is not by spreading your business mm. to the world, yeah. even if it's just my family, which is a big family. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just yeah. my world, really. It's my world. Yeah. I know. We've, we've been – it's interesting. Since uh, Corinne had the miscarriage, you know, we had, we had told a very small group of people. And, um, but we've been hearing from more and more people about th – there's some of our friends that are of the mindset of just like – the second I know, I want everyone to know because yes. good or bad, I want my support system in place and I want people yes. to know where I'm coming from. I don't know. I mean, we haven't quite decided what route we're going to head next time, but yeah. it's um, yeah. I get both sides of it so much. Like it's, yeah, I, I totally understand it. Agreed. Well, and to your point, this isn't necessarily something that I've thought of, but I think it's so it's so yummy to think like this is something that that is so intimately shared between the two of us mm -hmm. and something that, you know, we experience as women. So it's such a unique thing, right? To Indeed. grow a life. And, um, and the oftentimes the way that when you do share with people, they do want to tell mm. their story too. Right. Yeah. And sure. so it can sure. start to color. People want to tell their birth stories and birth yes. traumas. Right. And things <laughs> like that. So, um, I think that that's so interesting to really have this like sacred space that, you know, if you do have a partner while you're pregnant that you can just share with the two yeah. of you, there's something really special yeah, or on your own. I mean, it's, it does, it becomes like a community pregnancy. Right. Right. Yes. You know, it's like, and then yes. like everybody thinks it's a democracy where they're allowed to yes. have an opinion and stuff. And it is kind of like, fuck you. We're, you know, she's growing yeah. the baby. Right. right. You can be happy right. for us. And that's right. it. Yeah. Right. 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 Exactly. So, and, and you can change your mind, right? Like you can have right. this idea of what you want in the beginning. And then as time passes, sometimes you get just so excited. You want to tell everyone. Right. And, and, oh, and yeah. but it's, it's, it's good to have, 
some some privacy, even if it's just for one day and a day, just process and think mm. about. Yeah. And and not everyone experiences a loss. So there those are the many fortunate people that they get pregnant and they're like, yeah, it's just going to be like this and they have a baby and it just, it just works. Sure. And then in cases like mine, it takes multiple attempts. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so tell going us, back to the, yeah, go ahead. Going back to the, um, setting up abortion. <laughs> um, I'm in California and California, mm. you can have an abortion, I believe until 24 weeks, I believe. Mm. Yeah. And hey, so, I have insurance. I live in a state that it's legal. Mm. I am not that it matters, but I am, uh, I have a wanted pregnancy and I'm trying to terminate it. Like there's, there's many types of abortions and you should be able to do whatever you want. However you want it is your body. It it is my body. And so I have these numbers my doctor gave me and I'm calling reputable places. I'm calling major hospitals and I'm getting answering machines and they're like, leave your name and number and who Mm. referred you. It's like Mm. so backdoor. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is kind of weird. I mean, huh. I'm in a state, I'm calling reputable hospitals. Um, I'm in a state that it's legal. So I call these places, I have messages, so they call me back and they're like, well, who referred you? And I'm like, this person. And um, I then start asking questions of, okay, when are you available? And pretty much all of them are telling me they do it once a week. And I'm like, once a week? I don't want to wait a week. And they're like, oh no, but you don't have, we don't have availability in a week. You need to wait for like two weeks. That's when wow. I'm first opening it. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I have a baby inside of me that's not doing well. And in the interim of me in now to let's say two weeks, I could miscarry. And then right. it could be a, a, right. a miscarrying looks different for all kinds of people. It could be really bad hemorrhaging. It could be really painful. It could be spotting. And so I was like, this is crazy. I'm like, okay. So I was calling around different places. And then I started asking like, how much is it? And then they're like, well, it depends. Like, you know, how much, like what type of um, abortion you have. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm this far along by the time I'll be doing it. The earliest it will be is 13 weeks. That's putting me starting my second trimester. Like, what's going on here? And they're like, well, there's a range. And the ranges were insane. Like, it could be a 1,000 to, like, not, like a, a something ridiculous. This was a few years ago, so I don't remember the exact figures. But it's like 1,000 to 9,000. I'm like, what? I have, insu- I have insurance. I have insurance. This is insane. And you can't even give me, like, a... And I, by the way, I, before this process, I was my first pregnancy. So I start calling around asking these hospitals, how much does a, how much does a birth cost? And they're like, well, it depends. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, again, so this was almost like, oh shit, here I go again. I'm going down the same road, just on the other end of the experience. And so there was no like specific amounts that even I could sit comfortably with to make a decision. Right. So it's not crazy. So all of this was going on and I'm just like, this is insane. 
I'm not even having to drive. So grateful. I live in a state that I don't have to drive hours to cross state lines. That I need to go somewhere where there's picketers and they're making me feel like terrible and awful. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's all these things. I'm like, I kind of feel like I'm sort of in that environment right now, despite the fact that I'm in California. Right. So ultimately I have a friend that's, um, OBGYN and works at a different hospital than was recommended to me, the, mm-hmm. all the five hospitals that I called. And because for whatever reason, he was able to squeeze me in and I was able to do it like within a, like less than a week. Wow. So that was amazing. But mm-hmm. how many people have access to that? I don't know. Right. I yeah. mean, right. I would have just followed the protocol of calling and um, making an appointment when it was available, it would yeah. have been two weeks. So I would have been, and, and you're further along, right? Sure. Yes. I'm going to talk about the actual procedure because in my head, when I imagined an abortion, I thought I'm in my first trimester. It's mm. going to be a one day thing. I'm going to be knocked out. Sure. I'm going to have, so there's a DNC and there's the DNE, and most people get a DNC. Yeah. So it's Corinne dilation. Had a DNC, just yes. Yeah. Yes. So I was. What is a DNE? Evacuation. So I think there's mm. just oh, more. Um, right. Okay. More invasive. Okay. And so my doctor said, I only do DNEs at this stage, so that's what you need, and this is what it entails. It's a two-day process. You need to come within 24 hours to the office and we insert these bamboo-like sticks in your body and we kind of set your your uterus into contractions and we to dilate you. Holy wow. shit. And so I'm in the office and I I had told him. I had read all I had read all these blogs and um, many women were like, oh yeah, medication, medication. So I told him, I'm like, okay, well, I definitely want you to knock me out. And he goes, oh, we can't knock you out, but we can do local anesthesia. I'm like, okay, then you're for sure gonna make me numb. <laughs> yes. And Thank so you. I'm in the office. Mind you, I'm very at peace with my decision. Mm. I really don't mm. feel it was very stressful. Like my household was very stressful because we were very like disturbed. So anytime you have a situation situation like that, you know, sometimes you get along and sometimes you don't get along. And mm-hmm. so my husband and I were like at each other's necks because we were just devastated, but we were still, it was happening so fast. We weren't really able to vocalize that or even, I think even process it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So I think in that sense, emotionally, I might've been disturbed, (laughs) but in the sense of my feeling for my decision, I was 1000% committed. I'm like, Mm. I don't feel, I don't feel bad about this. This is what I want to do. I am not letting anyone. And by the way, I was so lucky in those individual calls when I made to all my family, everyone was supportive. Wow. I cannot imagine. Yeah. I cannot imagine. I have some con- super conservative people in my family that don't believe in abortion. So mm. I was, you know, nervous in the sense of just kind of hearing any backlash, but that wouldn't have changed my opinion. Yeah. But still to have all, all that support, I, 
I was no, counting kidding. my blessings and my, I was like, thank you ancestors. Thank you for everyone that's watching over me. Yeah. Because it could have, I, I could have had a husband who was like, no, we're going to just do this and we're going to have a baby sure. and you're going to, and you're going to do whatever, like, you know, whatever I want. And I'm like, thank, thank God I didn't have that. Yeah. Thank or God a state. I had a family yeah. that yeah. was so supportive. So yeah. all these things I had, I was constantly getting new perspective. I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. This is amazing. I'm mm. so grateful. Um, and so the, so the lighting is getting a little dark and dark. Should I put lights on? Oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Throw a light yeah, on. Yeah. Throw a yeah? light on. Let me see you. <laughs> I like that. She was the one that figured out that the lighting was dark. Yeah. Right. And I can barely see us. Hello. Uh, is that yeah. better? Yeah. yeah. And okay. just, just make sure that you are in the center of your screen. I mean, it's a little late now, but yeah, that's oh, okay. That's it's because sometimes when it like, when the recording splits across the okay. two screens, I don't know. Who knows? No, you'll be good. Is, is that It'll more centered? Yeah. yeah, you're perfect. Just tell me, like, move over your right, my left, or whatever. No, <laughs> you you're good. You look amazing. That's your mark. Um, so, so... I, I go in, I'm in the office and I'm feeling totally like this is, this is what's going to happen. I'm, I'm cool with it. He gives, he's like, you know, most of my patients and I've done this many times. He's like, most of my patients don't even need an injection. And I'm like, you're going to give me one because I don't want to <laughs> feel anything. And he's a, he's a friend. So I'm like, doc. <laughs> yeah. Load it up, doc. I mean, I want, I want you to put me out completely. You're not going right. to do that. Then get me close. Right. So he gives me a shot and I, I literally am experiencing so much pain. Like it's, oh. I don't know how to explain it. It's uncomfortable and I'm in stirrups. I'm like spread eagle mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, he said this wouldn't be painful. He gave me an injection. I'm like, how long does it take for it to kick in? Cause I'm feeling everything mm. and that's uh, not the good stuff I want to be feeling. I want to be feeling the meds, not what you're doing. The right, procedure. right. So basically he's injecting um, a med to basically relax me and open me up. Okay. okay. And in doing that, then he can insert these sticks that keep me open until mm. the procedure the next day. Gosh. So wow. it sounds so medieval. Know, it does sound medieval. That's a good so way to describe barbaric. it. I'm like, yeah. how yeah. have we gotten a little further yeah. in right. our technology? <laughs> right. And 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 so anyway, so he gives me the first shot. And I'm like, oh. All right. I'm like, I'm gonna wait a little while longer. And I wait and I said, You need to give me another shot. And he's like, Really? <laughs> and I'm like, really? I am at this point. I'm like crying and I'm really in pain. And I'm Mm. like, I wasn't expecting the pain. I was really like, it was, it was such a surprise for me. And so I thought, Oh gosh, now, now I'm feeling terrible because it's painful and it's Mm. not getting better. And I don't know how much time I have left. So it's him, his nurse and me, my husband's in the waiting room. I didn't think I would need him. So he gives me a second shot and I'm like, all right, kick in, kick in. It doesn't kick in. Like, I'm like, you need to give me another shot. And, it, and I, I don't, I am not like a avid drug user where I'm like, oh, I have a high tolerance right. when it comes to like opiates and stuff. I'm very sensitive. Like mm. when I had my wisdom teeth removed, I, 
I got meds, but they made me really sick because I wasn't used to them. So it's not like I have this high tolerance and I was just like, no, I need more because I'm I'm too tough for this. It was literally like, why am I feeling everything? And so he said, I can't give you a third because it'll drop your blood pressure and you'll like throw up. And I'm like, okay, so great. Now I'm really screwed because now I need to suck it up. I don't even have um, another option. I just need to really just breathe this out but at this point i'm not thinking about breathing i'm not thinking about being calm i'm just sure. like can we get through this it's how long is the procedure in was, total well, for me i feel like it was about 30 minutes okay so it was a, yeah that's yeah and i don't think it was supposed to be that long but okay. i think because of just my sensitivity or yeah. do you know what whatever, the drugs were that he was giving you it started with an m no i what, don't it wasn't morphine I, though no, 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 okay. no, no. It was a specific thing for... Right. Dilation. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because I had this really interesting experience with morphine. I had a shoulder injury. And yeah. um, my, I ended up finding out after the fact, like, they gave me three rounds of morphine. And it was... I had, like, a separated... Big separated shoulder. And it made the pain so much more intense. Mm, every wow. dose that they gave me. And what I ended up finding out was that my mother is completely... I don't know what the word is, but uh, like almost allergic, but like d- morphine does not work with her and morphine doesn't work with me either. So, I, Oh, I, that just... sucks for you though. Oh boy. <laughs> you the feel good drug. Yeah, dude. I know. I know. Everybody tells me about it and they're like, woo, morphine. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to die. This is the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. That, that okay. sucks. Yeah. Of the so, things in so my it life. Wasn't that... morphine. It wasn't morphine. And okay. I know what you're talking about yeah, because yeah. my dad, when he gets prescribed um, pain meds, mm. they or like things that are supposed to drug him, they actually make him awake oh, and they don't take the pain oh, yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. So bodies are so weird. I don't weird. know if some of that lingers in my genes, mm. but it was awful. It was awful. So I I leave the hospital and I have to be lying down. So they basically put these sticks in and then they put in like tampons because they don't want the sticks to come out. Wow. So lodge them in. <laughs> this, is this and that's a... the barricade for the bamboo yeah. sticks is the tampon? Yeah. I mean, this, oh my this sounds like... And you like... have to lie down. And you have to lie down. So for I'm the whole, for down. until the surgery is complete. Yes, yes, yes. So this I, sounds I, like this sounds like Republican torture it, to right. make people it, not have it, abortions. It, right. It's it's insane. So I'm thinking, whoa, this is interesting. So I'm lying down on the way home, get into bed, and I'm like, okay. So every time I go pee, I have to basically push the tampon in because gravity is trying to push everything out. So I'm like using my ab wow. and just trying to, so it was a very interesting process, right? So this is one day before I um, uh, have, let's say this is a, let's say it's a Friday. And so Saturday morning I'm scheduled to go in and I'm, another thing is I don't know why in my head that I thought 13 weeks was my first trimester. Mm. But when I went in on the surgery date and they're like, how far along are you? I'm like 13 weeks. They're like confirming my identity and blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, second trimester. And I'm like, that was shitty. 
I was like, oh, I'm in my second trimester. This, like, that that was, and it was like the beginning. It was literally like that I had just started my second trimester. And that was really like bum. That was like a big bummer for me. So I kind of. Yeah, totally. Why was that a bummer? Because to me, it was like I was further along. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. like I had made it further and then here I was right. um, no longer going to be pregnant. Mm. So it was, it was, that was emotional, but fortunately the drugs they gave me were so good. I knocked out like right away. And then I just remember waking up and I'm like, Oh, that's what I envisioned this whole thing to be like, <laughs> not a two day process of hell. Right. <laughs> and, and was and there another thing? Go ahead. Oh, another thing that, so so of this whole process, day one of day two, the two day um, abortion was very traumatizing. Mm. And for whatever reason, I wasn't given um, like stool softener. Oh. And oh, no. so I experienced constipation on a level that I cannot mm-mm, describe mm-mm, mm-mm. any oh. other way besides maybe four days post-surgery feeling like I birthed a baby out of my ass. <laughs> well, you got to it give birth was, one way or the other. So. It, I yeah. guess so. My body was like, we're doing this. Oh, <laughs> my awful. God. It was oh, awful. Jesus. I remember just I was screaming and I'm like, I was sitting there for like an hour or two and I thought, this can't be happening like how is this happening to me and there's like no end in sight oh my god I got I was home I got I had to I got off the toilet I like crawled to my kitchen and I reached for some magnesium that I had oh, yeah. <laughs> and I took that and then that eventually gave me relief but that those were the two most traumatizing things from that first pregnancy. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And something that you don't think about, right? I mean, but of course, like that whole pelvic bowl, it's, you know, it's the the poop shoots not far from the vagina, no. right? So it's like no. there's all no. kinds of trauma that's happening, right? Correct. So then yeah. for Correct. the stools to get backed up, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, that's of not course. Something and I would have thought and of. But... And then on top of all the meds that they gave me to knock me out. Sure, of course. So everything compounded led yeah. to the most awful bout of constipation I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Wow, so to, sister. So to, to, to kind of wrap up that first pregnancy, um, that that was that was a very interesting experience. And what lingered from that was... Um, my body still feeling like it was pregnant because it didn't go mm. through the full stages. Yeah. So I developed a cyst. I had never had a cyst before. So it kind of felt like this ongoing period cramp for like a month or two. Wow. And my doc, I, at that point, I had visited my midwife, told her, just so you know, my first ultrasound with you, I noticed this. This year, you may have never seen this before, but. Now you know what it is, so please be aware for other patients that you have. This is a learning moment, like a teaching moment. I like, like, kind of like scolding her a little, like, mm. you know, you could have slipped through this. And what if I didn't do the genetic testing? And what if I wasn't over 35? Right. Anyways, right. At this point, I'm now seeing um, the head of the doctors in that <laughs> hospital. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just bypassed 
a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> you deserved and it. He, yeah. and, and, and oh, by the way, my husband and I did a bunch of genet- genetic testing because we were like, shit, there's something wrong with us. Mm. And fortunately, with Turner syndrome, there's nothing you can do. It affects all ages, okay. all nationalities. Mm. Um, so it was just Mother Nature saying this one is this one this way. And yeah. um, in our case, not viable for us. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, and uh, my doctor with the cyst had said, well, we can just put you on birth control to get rid of the cyst. And I thought, I just got off birth control a few years yeah, ago right. to make this <laughs> right, baby. I right. am not getting back on just to fix a cyst. So right. I like, you know, ate a little cleaner and did a few things. And fortunately, in my case, it went away. Okay. Yeah. But that was, that was that whole experience. Wow. And, 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 you know, kind of talking about getting, so being 38, trying to get pregnant, this is something I didn't discuss. You spend your whole re- reproductive life not trying to get pregnant. Mm. Right. So when you right. want to get pregnant, you have to learn, especially if you're on birth control. When are you ovulating? Yes. What is ovulation? Like all these things that most people aren't so knowledgeable about. What is so, cervical mucus? <laughs> Your temperature, basal temperature, yes. right? So all these oh, different yeah. things. Totally. So my, so I got off birth control, took a few, gave myself a few months. Then my husband and I started to practice making a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and then it got real stressful. Yeah. Like, I'm ovulating. We have to do this now. And he's like, this has become a chore. Right. And it right. took me six months to make a baby after just figure I learned that I was um, making I I, after my periods last about four or five days Mm -hmm. after that basically I if I have sex um, I get pregnant (laughs) right away wow yeah the sperm obviously can live up to five days but Mm. whatever that that recipe I learned works so every time All three pregnancies, that has happened. Wow. It's good, it's good so to know your own the recipe. Reason I think why it took me so long was because I was doing it like I was waiting another week mm. or so. Right. And I was doing it in the sweet spot, but it was not my sweet spot. So, so it took me by mistake, just reg- having regular sex, not planned sex, um, to get pregnant. Okay. And did you find, this is like maybe too personal but did you find that your like you were just sort of following your libido like when you naturally wanted to have sex you would have sex uh, and that just happened to be after right after your period or was it yeah. um I think so I think yeah. it was just a normal like enjoyable sex amongst right. all the planned stressful sex right of, right. Inverting, <laughs> in, of inverting oh. myself and doing weird acrobatics because you want to keep the sperm in there as long as possible oh yeah we've, <laughs> totally we've been there totally Rene, yeah. Rene, it's like Cirque du Soleil yeah. in our bedroom so. yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah Those hang stuff from the ceiling yes <laughs> seriously yeah sex so, wings so that was yeah. that was so that was the first pregnancy hey friends Hope you liked part one of our interview with Crystal. Tune in next week for part two. And make sure to subscribe and like us on iTunes and YouTube. See you soon. Bye.